Welcome to another episode of the Backlash Podcast. Tonight, we have a very special guest. He is the hat, t-shirt, and shirt manager for Hummingbird. Actually, he's not. He is the brand manager for Hummingbird. I was just teasing him earlier about being the t-shirt guy. This is Matt Cook. We are also joined tonight by Carrie Hoppy and Brad Hoppy, who just got off the water. So, how is everybody doing tonight? Yeah. Doing a little, I'm a little bit tired, Jeff. Um, Matt Cook and I have been on the water with Keys Outdoors the, the last two days. And um, we're struggling trying to catch some fish in the open water, but uh, it seems like the muskies got lockjaw. We're sunburnt. We're tired. It's 1130 at night, but we're here to talk fishing. And uh, thanks for being with us, Matt. Yeah, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. So, Brad, you know who is not struggling is me. I got this awesome shipment of rabid squirrel bucktails today, and I put them online, and we sold a bunch of them. It was amazing. Well, that's good news. You know, I mean, uh, we got our first shipment of uh, rabid squirrels out, what, Friday, Carrie? Yep. Um, we sent some out Friday to a bunch of different stores, and that's what I want to hear. You know, it sounds like you uh, you moved quite a few with the announcement. Um what day did you announce that you were getting them? Um, well, we just got them today, so I just announced it today, and today is Tuesday, June, I don't know, 11th, something like that. But I know that I saw, um, I mean, of course, we want everybody to shop with TeamRhinoOutdoors.com, just cheap plug. But anyways, I also saw them at Musky Tackle Online, and I'm pretty sure I saw a post from Raleigh and Helens, too. They have them, too, right, guys? Yep. Yep. But yep. now keep in mind, you do want to shop with TeamRhinoOutdoors.com. Wow, listen to you. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I wanted to help you guys out. Mention the other places they're available, but of course, no. I'm very partial to a certain website. You are partial, but you know what? There's a lot of good companies out there that are going to be handling them. Um, you know, it's kind of a, a small batch to begin with. Here, um, we're just getting it launched, and we're excited to own the Rabbit Squirrel, and it's a new uh, Team Mayhem product, so it's a good thing. Excellent. Well, let's uh, let's dive into Matt Cook from Hummingbird. So, Matt, why don't you uh, speak a little bit about your role within Hummingbird? Talk about your I don't know if we want to talk day to day or however you want to however you want to go about what your role is with Hummingbird. Yeah, um, so I do a lot of the marketing, planning, strategy, and um, really just working with uh, our, the Hummingbird brand to make sure that we can bring the information to the consumer about what the product is, what it does, how it can make you more efficient on, on the water. And really at the end of the day, put more fish, you know, in the net. So um, I'd say I'm pretty blessed to have a job where uh, I can express my passion, you know, and share that passion with other people through the sport of fishing. So, um, you know, being able to talk about fish finders, you know, mapping technology, and during the workday is something that uh, it's really, really neat to do on a daily basis. What does your day look like, Matt? I mean, <laughs> I know that you've been telling me you get a lot of phone calls. Um, Today, it looks like driving around in circles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I have a sometimes conventional work day where you're working, you know, in the office. But, you know, I think as we all in the outdoor industry have the... Uh, privilege or responsibility of doing taking phone calls at all hours of the day whatever needs to be done but 
Um, you know, things like this, we're getting out on the water, making sure that we're connected with what the angler needs, you know, what features that they desire, um, you know, to out of their products, whether that be, you know, high-end sonar technology, what what adjustments they're looking to make and, and how they fish, whether it, it be a muskie or another multi-species uh, fish. Um, but really, uh, you know, on a day-to-day level, um, we're going to make sure that we can bring the information to the consumer, whether it be knowing how to set up their units uh, to run out of the box, um, you know, bringing them, you know, the the newest product releases coming up. So, you know, right now we're a couple of weeks out from ICAST. You know, that's the, the big industry show where a lot of companies launch products. So um, us with inside the, the four walls of Humminbird and, um, you know, we're busy like a lot of companies getting ready for, you know, looming product launches and, and news and exciting announcements. So, um, you know, just in general, that's uh, what keeps me busy on a daily basis. So instead of letting him do his work, getting prepared for ICAST, he's been uh, trolling around with uh, Keys Outdoors and myself for the last two days. And uh, he's taught me quite a bit on my graph. But um, the other part to this whole deal is uh, I think he's getting a sore butt, sore back from sitting around and and uh not catching put it that way we've been struggling jeff but um you know what it's been a weird spring and and the fishing's gonna improve and uh i'm looking forward to the next couple weeks of uh from things that i've learned from matt and um some of the neat products that hummingbird has to offer you know one of the things jeff that we've talked about you know off the air here is that one common theme through every podcast we've done so far is we've talked about side imaging and hummingbird. And, you know, we tonight we bring Matt Cook here to the table. The neat thing about this is that Matt can provide, hopefully, a ton of different information. I know he's got it in the back of his head. But, you know, how we introduce this to the public. And um, <laughs> it's just amazing that the, the depth to every stinking podcast w- that we've had hummingbird has been the topic what do you think about that jeff yeah i couldn't agree more i mean even we don't try to go there it still goes there and that i mean i guess it just speaks about the the product they have out there right now and um and how many anglers are experiencing it and learning it and um you know figuring out ways to use it to help them catch more fish and i mean clearly as you said i mean you can listen back to all of them and it's i mean it's amazing how many guys talk about it and that's all we i mean it's it sounds crazy that we're not sponsored by Hummingbird, but we're not sponsored by Hummingbird. And, I mean, it definitely sounds like we are. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost uncomfortable, actually, Jeff. Um, I know. So, I mean, you'd think that Matt would throw us at least a couple units for, <laughs> for all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got mine. I don't know about you. No, nah, mine must have got lost in the mail. But <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. Uh, Hey, that's a joke. I was just kidding. But I, no, I seriously, know. Uh, you know, the first time I ever seen it was uh, I, back in the day in 06, 07, something like that. I had my very first hummingbird unit. Um, I was a Lawrence guy. I truly was. And um, I ran all the different units over the past couple of years. And um, I had 1198 in 06. 
Um, I ran one boat that I had with Hummingbirds with the 1198. The other boat was with Lawrence and side imaging kind of was brought into my attention at that point in time. And I really didn't feel it was necessary at that point. Well, about two years ago, Matt Seifert, who was on our show here not too long ago, um, Matt introduced me to mega, mega imaging. And literally two days in the boat with Matt screwing around, we're doing some trolling. And instantly I was sold. Three days later, I drove up to Reed's Outdoors and bought my first mega imaging. So, you know, it's influential to be able to see this unit in action. Once you see it, you got to have it. I mean, it's really that that much impact, I guess, is the best word to say. So let's get deeper into this whole deal. Yeah, I would agree with you on that, Brad. Once I saw the mega imaging and the images it put out, I had side imaging previously from Hummingbird, and the mega imaging takes it to a whole nother level. So if you don't have that, it's, I mean, it's a game changer. There's no doubt about that. Um, yeah, why don't we, uh, why don't we get in to let Matt talk about what he likes to talk about, and that's, that's Hummingbird units. At least that's what he gets paid to talk about. I don't know if he likes to talk about it or not. But. <laughs> I think he kind of enjoys it. Yeah, that that is a blessing in in terms of uh, getting to work with and talk about stuff that you enjoy. I mean, uh, you know, that's what a lot of people hope to do in their careers. And I'm I'm fortunate enough to do where, you know, I get to talk about uh, my passion every day. And so, you know, this stuff, even outside of the work days, is stuff I think about and and learn about, you know, constantly as, you know, technologies evolve and change and develop you know we get to constantly you know teach other people and you know share our passions you know i think today in the boat we're sharing screenshots and even as we're scanning through you know different pods of bait you know marking fish taking screenshots on the unit because uh, the neat thing right there is it almost just becomes an instant camaraderie because as as you're seeing right there live on the unit, you're like, okay, there's bait. And right there, look, there's a fish sitting right on that school of bait. And then you start paging through your phone and saying, well, look at this one that I got. Right. And because it's so recognizable, this technology just starts to pop and that light bulb goes off in your head. You're like, I know what that mark is. That's a fish. Right. And so, uh, you know, that, that's the fun part about all of this. So uh, just in general, you know, that that mega imaging that we came out with uh, about two years ago uh, has really um, started to make a lot of people take notice see, as for side imaging as a technology and viability of how can that make my fishing more effective? Um, you know, and Recently, uh, this past fall for 2019, we launched Mega Imaging Plus. So that's kind of been a, an additional enhancement of, upon that technology where we added 20% more clarity and, uh, you know, took the scanning range from uh, 125 feet each side of your boat out to 200 and down imaging uh, down to 200 feet on Mega Imaging Plus. So, I mean... Uh, the nice thing is we, uh, as a company and a brand, are constantly striving to improve on what we come out with, even though that we feel right now we're, we're really setting the bar for so, you know, advanced sonar technologies. And, 
you know, trying to teach people how that can uh, make them more effective anglers and, you know, put more fish in, you know, a net during less time on the water. So um, I'd say right there that for me probably leads into, uh, you know, one of the things that I, I know I would enjoy talking about if you guys want to of just starting out uh, how that technology can benefit a lot of musky anglers. I know uh, I've had the benefit of learning that firsthand um, and seeing that in my own fishing, um, you know, just how I've changed a little bit of style, um, been more effective in fishing structure to that fish for a long time and started to put more fish in the boat on the same places that I fished for a long time just because of that technology. Well, the technology side is, is crazy. And uh, I think I gave you a little crap maybe today. Um, one of the things that I told them today, Jeff, is that, you know, I feel like you guys spoon feed us. You give us a little technology and then next year you give us a little bit more and you keep making us upgrade. And, um, but, you know, they're growing at the same time. And as they expand, as, us as anglers get to expand. And so, I mean, let, let's hear it, Matt. I mean, you guys have taken this to a whole new level, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And it's exciting. Let's back up one second. So you're talking about the spoon feeding. So Matt mentions Mega Imaging Plus, which I wasn't even aware of until now. And I'm thinking, man, I want <laughs> I want 20% more clarity. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the Gen 3 is, is what he's talking about, and um, absolutely incredible. I, I literally bought one myself this spring. Um, I, I'm running Mike Keyes' boat, which he does have a Gen 3 12 uh, unit in his boat. Um, and so my first experience with it, you know, was yesterday, and definitely an improvement from the Gen 2s. And, you know, let's let Matt kind of feed us on that because I'm not smart enough to even know exactly. But, you know, it, honestly, he showed me some of the different features. Um, I played with the Gen 2 the last two years and incredible stuff. Gen 3 even offers more. Yeah. So uh, Mega Imaging Plus for us, you know, launched uh, for the 2019 season that, and uh, we've got that available on any of our helix g3n models sizes uh 8 through 12. Um, so that can be available on a down imaging um, uh, plus model or a side imaging and down imaging plus model through those and also available on our solix our touchscreen platform solix g2 a mega imaging plus unit so i mean what we've tried to do is bring the, the sonar technology um, to anyone, regardless of whether you're looking for that in a Helix platform, which is a soft key operation, or a Solix platform, which has more customizable options on there and also has touchscreen as well as soft key operation. So, you know, regardless of your, you know, technology if you're technology savvy or not, you know, the Helix leaning towards very easy to operate and Solix with the added custom screen options, touchscreen operation, and uh, really a bit more, um, you know, 
master boat control. If you're a guy who really wants to dial in his settings, the Solix is going to be that that fish finder for you. But you can get this sonar technology regardless of what kind of user you are in the platform that's going to best suit you. And I think that's the most important thing is you you don't have to get into something that's going to be way over your head in terms of the product itself to take advantage of the technology. So uh, I, I think that that's the, the biggest thing for a lot of guys who are starting to take note of, you know, side imaging uh, as its application to musky fishing. You know, it's, you know, maybe they've heard about it from buddies or, or read a little bit about it. Um, but, you know, if, if you're new to it, I mean, I think, you know, that's, that's a great thing to start diving into and learning about because it, it holds a ton of benefits, um, for not only seeing individual fish laying up there that never even follow to even, you know, playing into your boat positioning on spots where, you know, there's likely to be fish. So, yeah, there's, there's so many different options in this whole deal. And myself i choose to run the helix and um i'm not maybe as keen on the touch screen so the solix isn't quite as uh, appeasing to me personally but you know i i know other people that they want all solix and um myself uh, i'm about easy <laughs> you know um and part of that is is that i you know in the past i was a learner's guy and Honestly, I've I've made the change. I really truly have. I'm uh, I'm gonna bleed true to Humminbird at this point, and I I see my future with Humminbird, um, plain and simple because of what they have offered to the table. Well, so. is it possible, um, Matt? So let's just say I'm a I'm a, a newer angler, or I'm or I don't have the technology already. Can can you give us like what the the least expensive unit that you'd be able to get into having, you know, gen three, not necessarily the biggest screen. Do you have a, a manufacturer suggested retail on what it would take just to get into the technology? So if you're looking at, uh, you know, the newest mega imaging plus technology, we have a helix eight and, uh, you know, with it, uh, mega imaging, mega side imaging plus and down imaging plus, as well as 2D sonar and GPS. So, you know, in my layman's terms, you know, that's a fully loaded unit as far as sonar technology goes. And, you know, our our uh, MSRP on that's $1,199. So, you know, when you really start thinking about that, so you've got an eight inch unit here that can do way more than what you could ever imagine to have done for twice as much that money five years ago. Um, so that's, that's kind of the, the really cool thing here. And you can go up to a 12 inch unit and still get a fully loaded uh, helix um, for, you know, relatively a very reasonable price point comparatively to other offerings in the industry that, um, you know, don't have, you know, the, the detail and clarity of mega imaging and, and uh, you know, I don't want that to be taken out of context. You know, there's, there's good options out there from competitors, but I, I feel strongly about our ability and our technologies to produce results for anglers out there. Certainly. I mean, and nowadays, I mean, with the price of rods and reels 
the I mean the eleven ninety nine price tag for an eight inch unit. I, honestly, I mean, I mean, granted, it's not cheap or free, obviously, but I mean, we spend what on a tranks bread four hundred bucks, three hundred, four hundred bucks on a tranks. I mean, if you want, yeah, yeah. you know, you want a, t- a Saint Croix rod. I mean, those are probably three hundred bucks. And I'm not now. I'm I'm talking you know higher end equipment, but certainly you can do musky fishing on a budget. And as I've talked before. I'd love to do a podcast on just talking gear on a budget, but to just get into the technology, it's not ridiculously unaffordable. No, I, and that's one, we try and make it approachable from a user operation standpoint. And, you know, if, if a guy's looking, you know, we've, we've also kind of touched on before we had mega imaging that came out two years ago. We also have a Helix seven model that new this year has mega imaging. And granted, you're you have the the clarity of mega imaging and and not the twenty percent added detail of mega imaging plus. But on a seven inch unit, um, you know you you are talking um, you know a inattainable price point for a lot of anglers when you start thinking about when we're buying you know rods and reels and you open up the lid of a tackle box or something like that, you start saying. You know, I've made significant investments into this sport. You know, how efficient do I want to be at putting those baits and rods and reels in front of fish? So um, I, I think this style of sonar, you know, side imaging and the technology as a whole built into our products really helps you um, start to take advantage of the investments you've made elsewhere into the sport. So one question I have for you, Matt. Okay, let's say, for example, you will use me. I have a, um, I got a Mega Two on my boat. If I want to go to a Gen Three unit, is is it simply is it same transducer? Is it simply really un remove the harness on the back, put the new unit up, and plug it back in? Is it is it that simple to make the change if you wanted to go from a two to a three? So if you're in the position of upgrading, you're like, hey, I, I would love to have 20% more clarity, you know, deeper depth on DI and a wider scanning range for for side imaging. Um, you know, the way that we actually package and sell our fish finders is you get the fish finder, the power cable, the mounting bracket, and the transducer all in the box. And with the new mega imaging plus technology that's driven by a couple components. And um, so there's physical hardware in the unit itself, there's software in the unit and a different transducer altogether. Um, You know, this technology is, although it's an enhancement upon, you know, mega imaging, uh, the way that uh, it's created on our end from a manufacturer standpoint is a different process in in its entirety from you know a creation standpoint so um to get the new mega imaging plus it is a comprehensive package so what you would do is replace your transducer and install the new uh helix g3n or solix g2 mega imaging plus head unit on the boat but if you're going say helix to helix you could retain your same power cord and even gimbal bracket if it's the same size unit. So um, there are some advantages of, of trading up and you don't have to do a complete re-rig if you're in that position. Yeah, I was mostly curious if we had to replace, if it was a new transducer or if, it, or if the, the additional technology was mostly contained within that new head unit. 
Yeah, so you you would uh, have a brand new transducer on there, but say you're uh, the half of the transducer mount that mounts to the boat for the side imaging transducer, uh, that will remain the same. So you'll get the hardware pack out as well uh, in that box. And um, really what that results in is you not having to drill new holes in your transom for the transducer. So that's a huge plus too. You've got that transom nice and sealed. You don't have to crack those seals, sink new screws. And I don't think anyone enjoys the thought of drilling any more holes in their boat. So no worries in that respect. So the benefit though, you know, at the end of the day, um, tell us, the, let's get a little deeper into this about the true benefits of the G3, you know, the G3 or Gen 3. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I got to see it firsthand the last two days, Jeff. And um, to the people that are out there, I, I really want Matt to kind of dig into the depths of that whole deal. Um, what does that mean? 20%, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, 20% is, you know, the, the difference in seeing, you know, the mark of the fish laying real tight to the bottom, as opposed to, you know, a fish blending into the bottom and you not seeing that mark or even, you know, if, you know, for those listening, if you're familiar, on side imaging, you'll actually mark the physical fish, and oftentimes you'll see an associated shadow of a fish. So if you think of a flashlight, when you shine it on something, there's a shadow behind it. The same holds true for side imaging sonar. So if you have a fish, the sonar beam hits that fish, and behind it, there'll be a shadow. And oftentimes, the shadow can be uh, more telling about what that object or fish is um, and you can see you know heads pectoral fins tail fins dorsal fins on these fish and uh it, it's really fun actually kind of as a side hobby as you're you know motoring around or around the trolling motor going around you know grabbing those you know perfect images of those fish i mean there are some stellar ones and um, you know, we've been we've been doing a little collecting ourselves the last couple of days of, of some of those good shots there. It's like it's you look at it, you're like, that's a muskie right there. Like there, there's no other argument to say just because of the, the increase in clarity in these units. I would totally agree with that, Matt. You know, I like I said, the last two years I've been running the Gen 2 and um I, I see the clarity difference. There's no doubt about it. And, and some of that is settings. And so let's talk about, you know, on side imaging, because, I, you know, there's down in imaging and uh, some of the other parts to this component. But honestly, I think what we've talked about in every other podcast is side imaging. And I think that's what most of the people really want to know mm -hmm. about. Um, let's talk about setup and let's talk about how, they can maximize the use of uh, side imaging. Yeah, I, I think it comes down to, you know, how we can apply it to our fishing, right? So, um, you know, with side imaging, we can see out to both the left and right side of our boat. And in a lot of applications, uh, whether you're trolling or casting, um, you can see both structure and individual fish lying out there, you know, off to those sides of the boat. And 
you know, there can be those slow days where fish are just not reactive, you know, to a casting presentation. Which we know all about in the last two days. Um, <laughs> the fish haven't been active, but we've been active looking at them, at least on site imaging. So, yeah, absolutely. On trolling, I mean, we've, we've marked, you know, double digit fish. And it's like, well, we know we're in the right spot. We have confidence in the, in the spot. You know, so we're not going to go run across the lake, go chase and hope that we're going to find fish. We, we know we've found the fish. Right. And so there is a huge benefit as an angler. It's like, OK, I have confidence in the spot. I know these fish are here. Now I just need to, you know, use my angling knowledge to say, you know, what do I need to tweak about my presentation? You know, is it a time thing? Is it a color thing? You know, all of those factors that, you know, as anglers, we know play a factor in getting a fish to bite. Um, so just being able to see fish that, you know, with sonar that you're not physically seeing is a huge benefit. Um, and, you know, I, many times I've marked fish and scrolled over and actually marked an exact waypoint on top of that sonar image, which will then show up on my GPS screen later. And, you know, I'll wait for whether it's a, a major or minor feeding period and come back on that fish when it's active, you know, and, and make, make uh, the deal, you know, complete, you know, like by catching that fish. And, and that's a huge benefit, but I'd say, uh, you know, a whole nother factor of side imaging too is boat positioning. You know, we we have the benefit these days of uh, at our fingertips of having access to you know, things like Lake Master maps um, or Navionics maps, which will show us the depth contours out on these lakes. Um, but there's also another component, right? The the structure we're actually fishing that's you know on those contours and. With side imaging, if I'm, you know, casting off, you know, the port side of the boat, you know, at this weed edge, I can constantly see my proximity to that weed edge you know, based on, you know, my scanning range. So if I am have my scanning range set at 100 feet out to the left and right of the boat and I see, you know, one third out across the left side of the boat and I start to see that weed edge, I know I'm roughly 33 feet away from that weed edge. So I'm not going to run fish over or, you know, destroy the spot, but yet I'm still within a cast length and making sure each cast counts rather than, I think we've all gotten to the point of like, I think the weed edge is here. Oh shoot. There it is. I just ran it over. Or you, you think you're on it and you realize I'm 80 feet from it. I'm not reaching it with my cast. So you become more effective in the fact that you're putting in your boat in each cast in better position to catch fish. So I, I would say, you know, whether you're trolling or casting, those are two major benefits of implementing side imaging, you know, into, you know, your technology toolbox, if you will, and musky fishing. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I think we talked about briefly today is, um, and I think this is interesting, Jeff, because I'm going to go back to the old school theory, right? Um, we, haven't hit, I learned we haven't hit old school in a couple podcasts, so you might as well go there. Yeah, I mean, we have to, right? Right, you know, that's what we a do. Couple things, I think a couple things have come to light, 
And um, one of the things that I can I can bring back to the old school theory is that um, I uh, I learned how to fish and do things previous to map cards, previous obviously to SI. Um, and so bow depth to me was very critical because as a guide, I'm guiding from the back of the boat, but it, it's very critical to me to know where my bow depth is. So I'm running a transducer off my trolling motor, which are all pretty much built in today. Um, but back in the day, I had to strap a transducer on there and, and make it work. Um, I was looking for my boat depth because boat control is very key to me and key to my success. Um, what I'm learning is that uh, depending on what kind of lake I'm on, side imaging becomes a key for me to watch where that weed bed is. Um, I can place the boat accordingly to my side imaging by knowing where that weed line is. And um, my bow depth is maybe not as crucial as it once was before. Mm -hmm. So so then, Brad, I had an I had an emailer today. He, his name is Josh. He emailed me and he wanted to know this question probably for either one of you two. So with the new side imaging technology, do you generally just side image every spot? And if you side image a fish, then you'll fish it. Or are you still fishing spots that you're not necessarily side imaging, Brad? Well, I can tell you this, um, and I'll let Matt take over from here, but you know, honestly, um, side imaging is so key to me. Myself, I'm going to run multiple units. And the reason I'm going to do that is one unit is dedicated towards my side imaging. And um, the reason for that is because it's probably become the most crucial component to my fishing today. Um, and that's and that changed literally two years ago. Um why is that important? I, I just hit touched on one of those and that's, uh, I know where my weed edge is now. Um, the neat thing about it for me, uh, and I don't know if the listeners out there understand this, but literally, um, when, when we're trolling out there, okay, the transducers on the transom of the boat, but literally if we have down rods, I'm watching the down rods in the water. Um, it's seeing under the boat forward. And I'll let Matt take over from there. Yeah, I so kind of recap that question. I think that's a good answer, Brad, and it kind of leads me into mine. I'll I'll use side imaging uh, in, in two parts, in, in two different scenarios, and I think that's when I'm searching and trying to break down a piece of water. And starting there, um, if I'm unfamiliar it allows me to cover so much more water than, you know, a traditional, you know, 2D sonar looking down or even just a DI looking down underneath the boat. You know, I'm able to shoot left and right, you know, now up to 200 feet either side of the boat. So I, you know, will I will run side imaging, you know, just rolling through an area and, sometimes even find things that I never even knew were there, you know, and it can be those little spot on the spot things. You can be fishing a point that you'll see on a Lake master map and you're like, okay, this looks pretty good, but what's not available information wise, unless you have side imaging is seeing the boulder pile that's sitting on the inside turn of that point. And it's like, Oh, 
okay, so that's where I want to focus my cast on. And so it allows you really to, to pick up on, you know, more information, um, you know, and, you know, pick up on things that maybe you weren't even going to fish that area and you're, and you're just driving by and you see it scroll across the screen. You know, I'm finding spots even, you know, as I'm going to somewhere else. And so I'm dropping waypoints there to either fish right then or come back later to. Um, but, you know, on that note, when, you know, the other use that I use it for is when I'm in areas that I'm confident in. You know, if I've, if I've moved fish there before, it's the time of season where I know those fish are, are moving up. Uh, on a certain piece of structure or a certain area of a lake, um, I'll run that as I'm either trolling or casting in that area because I constantly want to get that feedback and information of what's happening right there on the spot. And with side imaging, I don't have to go drive through where the fish are to know if they're there. I can do so from afar without spooking them and then have a much better chance at catching those fish. Um, you know, as, as we're all familiar with, the, the muskie can be very, <laughs> very finicky. So, you know, any odds that I can put in my favor um, to not alert that fish and, you know, present that bait with them in a feeding mood and get and trigger them to bite, um, you know, I'm going to do. So, you know, even, you know, if I've, I've got my trolling motor down. I'm casting a weed edge or, or a brake line. You know, I'm watching that side imaging screen. You know, I finish my cast, you know, figure eight, you know, however, you know, an angler decides to finish their cast. After that, I'll look down and look at the sonar history on my screen and say, okay, were there any fish there? And I'll survey that for a couple of quick seconds and then make my next cast. And if I see something there that I can react on, that I'm going to. And many times it's funny how what we think or where we think these fish are going to be hanging up on based on you know, past experiences. You'll see fish even on the other side of the boat. And you're like, I never had a chance at that fish before. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, you know, talk to my fishing buddy and say, I'm, I'm going to spin the boat 90 degrees. We're both going to fire casts off towards the deep end because that fish is laying over there. And we'll raise that fish, even catch them. And it's like, how would we have ever seen that fish or caught that fish before? And the answer to that is we wouldn't have. So, I mean, that for me has made me personally in my own, you know, outings a, a believer in, why this technology applies to the type of fishing we do and you know when we talk about you know the fish of ten thousand casts as everyone refers to it as i mean i think we'd all like to decrease that those number of casts as much as possible and you know this type of technology and information at our fingertips allows us to do that i think matt touched on quite a few different things there and one of the uh, objects that I, I found most interesting is is that this is allowing us to find the spot on the spot. Um, we all know we lay a waypoint here or there, and the reason we lay that waypoint is because we move fish off of that waypoint. But what does that really mean? 
side imaging gives us and offers us the uh, components to be able to see that particular spot um, and understand what that particular spot truly is. And uh, the second part to that is, is, I thought it was interesting that Matt brought up, is that we're seeing out the, the port side of the boat as well as the starboard. And what that offering brings, in my opinion, is, is a lot of times we're fishing and casting up to that weed line or possibly the uh, whatever kind of structure it is that we're looking at. Um, a lot of times those fish are off the structure, hanging out there in that, that open water or the side of the structure that we wouldn't normally cast site imaging does give you that and provides that to you and i know that definitely is something that in the back of my head has become real apparent and um it's it's offering us an opportunity to hit different spots that we never would have casted at otherwise so i think that's really really cool important information for sure so um maybe we, maybe we can start this out so matt Let's just say, let, I'm trying to get some information for guys that are sort of new to their units. Let's say I, I get a new unit, I hook it up, I power it on. Do you guys have recommended settings for distances from the left and the right? I know you said on the Gen 3s you can go 200 feet. Is, is that something that the new user should be, should be uh, you know, changing that setting? Is that the default setting? Um, it, can you, can you kind of walk us through some of that stuff? Maybe if you're just brand new, you turn your unit on and you want to use it and get the most out of it as quickly as you can. Is there a recommendation for that kind of stuff? Yeah, it, I, there's, there's definitely recommendations and, and rules of thumb, but, um, you know, I always, I encourage people who are, are just starting out to you know, get on the water and just, you know, take some time. Don't put yourself under pressure of trying to learn it while you're fishing because you know, the time spent learning the technology just for a little bit will make you more effective in your angling, you know, going forward. So, um, you know, there's there's definite rules of thumb and and that would be starting with, you know, your your side imaging range, which is your your scanning both left and right of the boat. So when we say range, that's measured from where the transducer is out to the left or out to the right. So, you know, when you plug in your mega imaging plus unit, uh, that'll default at a hundred feet to the left and a hundred feet to the right of the boat. And you can adjust that, you know, from all the way down to, you know, the, the smallest, narrowest measurement that you're looking for and like we said up to 200 feet either side of your boat but there's definitely a rule of thumb there when you're setting your range to be roughly three to five times the depth of water you're fishing in and personally i also like to add the recommendation that when you're setting your range at typically it's useful to go no less than 50 and i like to personally go roughly up to 125 feet. And although these units can scan much wider and see things way out to both sides, what I find is at 125 feet, my details can be larger too. 
Um, if I'm, if I'm trying to spot individual fish, um, you know, that 125 feet, I can pick up those individual marks, you know, those solid strikes on side imaging that'll indicate a solid sonar return and thus a larger fish. Whereas game fish will show up as, you know, tight clusters of returns um, just because they're less dense. Um, you know, definitely if you're looking for bigger structure, you know, don't be afraid to open up that scanning range, you know, up to that 200 feet either side. Um, and just know that, you know, if you bring that range in tighter, the larger your details will be on that screen. So that, that's, as far as range, that's my first tip. Then you have a couple more settings. I would say three more settings that are, are helpful to get to know. And when you're on your side imaging screen, if you just tap your menu button there and scroll down to side imaging enhance, you'll have three options. And those are sensitivity, contrast, and your chart speed. And so start starting with sensitivity, that'll default at 10, and that's right middle of the ground or middle of the road. And what I like to kind of compare, you know, changing these settings to, although from the factory, these factory defaults, they do tend to be pretty good as an overall general usage setting. Um, you know, these settings can change with water clarity, you know, light conditions, um, you know, if it's very windy and stirring up the water, it's always good to know how and why you would change uh, sensitivity in your contrast. And if you compare it to going to the eye doctor, if we're all familiar with, you know, is one better or is two better? I always say just approach it like that. It does not have to be a complicated thing to adjust your side imaging settings. If you increase sensitivity one and it looks or increase it to 11 and 11 looks better than 10, okay, good. Now go up one more. And does 12 look better than 11? No, 11 looks better than 12. Then that, you know, for those conditions, your sensitivity should be 11. And, and you would go ahead and repeat the same process for, for contrast. If you find that you need to decrease your contrast and you say, okay, starting at 10, I go down and end up and say, you know, as I move down eight, look to be my best contrast number. That's the number that you should go with. And that can be subjective to how you view it too. So whatever looks best to you and whatever detail and clarity uh, settings are or whatever detail and clarity looks best to you those are the settings that you should go with so i think you know the the biggest takeaway out of the settings is that there is no silver bullet there's no magic answer as to what number is sensitivity and, and what number is contrast um that that will vary based on the user and even your conditions um and and lastly the the, the biggest driver for image clarity and initial setup for side imaging is your chart speed and your chart speed um, very simply you're going to want to roughly match that to your boat speed in miles per hour so if i'm trolling at three miles an hour i should want to set my chart speed to three 
And the reason for that is as you're moving that transducer beam across the, the bottom, the fish and the structure, you want the amount of information that that transducer is gathering to be displayed on the screen at the same rate. And so your image is not either stretched or distorted. It appears just as it should be on the screen. And that that chart speed setting allows you to dial that in for how you're fishing or moving your boat. So I would say sensitivity, contrast, and chart speed, as well as your side imaging range are probably your top four things. When you plug in that new mega side imaging plus unit onto your boat, go ahead and just play around with those settings a little bit. Don't don't worry about messing anything up because it can always be changed and, and reverted back. So, you know, you know, really, um, you know, allow yourself to explore the unit and get to learn it by some some trial with different things, and that in all will make you a much better user and more effective angler with the technology. So one. <clears throat> Excuse me. One of the things that um, I think Matt might not have touched on that I, I did ask him about today was sharpness. And maybe, Matt, you can dig into that a little bit, too. Um, typically, you want that turned off, correct? Yeah, I find in almost all scenarios that that sharpness setting um, to be, you know, the default being off is going to be where you're going to want to leave it. Um Again, that's a setting that if you choose to and as you develop a, a comfortable nature operating the unit, if you want to try tweaking that yourself, you know, go ahead and try it. Now, I found in my personal use that I don't end up touching sharpness uh, much because the default setting of off right there, although, you know, that setting allows flexibility for conditions, off tends to be, you know, what I use almost 100% of the time. So that's interesting. I mean, to me, that's important. Um, the next thing that I would say is, you know, we've been doing the last two days, the open water. Um, we've been running at about, I think we're running 100 feet right now. Um, generally, when I'm in the open water, it's 190 to 100 feet. Mm -hmm. um, casting wise, I'm running anywhere from 50 to 60, generally speaking. So you know, those things can be played with, obviously, like Matt said. But generally speaking, to the the normal use, 90 to 100 on trolling, again, 50 to 60 in that casting application. Um, one thing that maybe we should bring up, you know, Matt, is when you definitely see, whether it be a pot of bait or a, um, a, a particular fish, maybe you got a shadow, maybe you don't. But here's the deal. I, you know, when you find that fish and you go, yes, that's definitely a fish. You can zoom in on that fish. And Matt showed me this today. Um, once you're zoomed in on that fish, you can actually make some of those adjustments and kind of get a better look at what that fish looks like. Yeah. So there's a, there's a number of different ways to tweak, mark, and, you know, learn more about what you're seeing on that uh, unit. And that's simple in terms of, you know, just on your side imaging screen, taking your cursor and scrolling over, over the top of that, you know, fish shadow or whatever that you're looking to learn more about. And your plus key 
right on your unit there with your cursor over that fish mark if you hit the plus key it'll pull up a zoom window and you can zoom in multiple times on that object to see larger and closer details of it while still maintaining you know the quality and clarity of that image so if you're scanning out really wide and you see something and you want to see it in larger detail scan over hit the plus button you know a time or two check it out and if it's something to mark say you found a an isolated rock pile out there go ahead and move that cursor over it and hit the mark key and right there with that cursor over that sonar image that will drop a waypoint at the exact gps coordinates of where you found that rock pile or fish or whatever you found um, so I'd say that's a really cool feature for being able to come back on a piece of structure or an individual fish without having to figure out the math or the position of the boat in that fish. So um, you have that exact location of what you found with your side imaging right there in a GPS waypoint. Which is truly phenomenal. I mean, you think about it, um, it's off to the side of the boat. Uh, I mean, you're able to mark something that you're not over top of um something that's totally unique in since the past i guess yeah you know um it's cool stuff jeff yeah that being able to mark a waypoint off something you find by just scrolling the cursor over that i mean i use that all the time there's a particular lake i fish up north that's got a bunch of cribs around it whenever i mark a new crib i drag my cursor over on the side imaging hit the mark button so i got my i got a waypoint right there so it's i mean a lot of really cool technology that's out there. I I mean, the the setting stuff was just something I wanted to go over because I know, you know, some of this new stuff along with, you know, computers and all the technology that's out there, it can be a little intimidating. I, didn't, I wanted to kind of bring it down to a really simple level so people don't feel overwhelmed that they just got a new unit and then they're like, well, how do I use this thing? I mean, literally, it's as simple as getting the unit up and running and going to play around with four different settings to start out with and you can be up and running. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, um, you know, as you touched on before, Brad, you know, the, the Helix series of units is known for being easy to operate and just easy to start out. Even if you're coming from, say, a different brand where you know a different menu system, you know, with a couple simple button pushes, you understand how the menus laid out and how to navigate it. And in a tab style format of that menu, you find exactly what you need in a quick fashion. And so that learning curve is very, very small to, you know, say, wow, I want to take advantage of the sonar technology, but, you know, I haven't always run Hummingbird. You know, you shouldn't be concerned about coming on board and being able to utilize this to make you a better angler. I would totally agree with that. You know, I, I even told you that tonight on our drive home. Um, it's maybe too simplistic, um, if that's possible. Um, the neat thing about the Humminbird platform is that it is simple. And I think a lot of times as a user, myself anyway, um, we make it more complicated than it truly, truly is. You're expecting something to be difficult, right? Yeah, so you're overthinking it. Yeah, and I, I think that's that's where the neat thing about these units is we've tried to create in a very approachable manner. But with, you know, the, the, the backside of it being that 
you can put, you know, any one of these units into what we call custom mode and unlock, you know, a secondary level of customization of screen views, data readouts, you know, connectivity to accessories and all that. So you're not limited in the unit's functionality or capabilities, but it allows you really to start taking, you know, the first steps into operating the unit. So you're not overwhelmed with all this information or complexity up front. Definitely. Uh, and I, I would say this to the user. Um, you know, I think Matt touched on this early in this whole podcast, but um, don't be afraid to adjust. You can always back out. You know, you can you can go back to your original settings. It's quick and easy. Um, I recommend, I mean, no different than if you watch a youth today. Um, my daughter, you know, she's eight years old. When she was two to three years old, she was already running an iPhone. Um, why? Because she wasn't afraid to experiment. And I think, uh, you know, so many different users are afraid to hit this button or make this change. Don't be afraid. That's the only way you're going to learn. Reach out there, try things. And the worst thing that happens is you revert back to the original settings. Mm -hmm. You're right. And and right from there, you're okay. You know, you've you've done nothing wrong, and you're you're back at the place where okay, I didn't do anything wrong. I can just try again until I've got a comfortable level of understanding for this stuff. And from there, you know, the repetition of operation there becomes second nature, and that's when you become really effective and really efficient at running your electronics on the water. There's no doubt about it. Um, I don't know. You know, it, it's amazing to me. Every stinking podcast we've done has somehow, some way, even, I mean, I look back at to uh, Keith Edinburgh with uh, Real Repair. You know, how did we end up on site imaging with, with Keith Edinburgh on Real Repair? Um, definitely the most effective tool in today's angling. Um, no matter what species, I, you know, we're, we're mostly musky, but, you know, we want to be broader than that. Uh, the multi-species angler can benefit just as much as the musky angler in this whole topic. Um, it's such cool, cool information. And, you know, I'm so happy you're here, Matt, because uh, I think most of the people, people out there are hungry for this information. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's a really cool bit of technology to just keep applying to what we have available to us today. You know, I, you know, one thing that I, I haven't had a chance to touch on and I'll mention it now is, you know, we've got extraordinary lake map information available to us at our fingertips, which allows us to, you know, even before we get to the lake, understand how this lake lays out so that we know where to start when we're starting to use side imaging out there. And, you know, even new for this year, you know, Lake Master has a new Minnesota maps available for 2019. You know, we've added over 340 lakes to the Minnesota chart, and 37 of those are resurveyed high definition lakes for us. And, you know, a lot of those are top musky destinations. You're talking Lake Bemidji, Lake Malax, um, let's see, uh, Leech. Minnetonka, um, 
gosh, I could go down the list. There's 37 high definition lakes resurveyed for us that what we've done is gone back. Oh, Vermilion. How could I forget that one? Right. You know, so um, we've resurveyed those using, you know, our, our proprietary mapping techniques and editing and proofing and prepping techniques to you know bring you the very best and most up-to-date map data available so you know the the new lake master version 8 chart for minnesota and the lake master plus with satellite overlay includes all the lake master data plus satellite imagery overlay um you know the minnesota v minnesota v3 plus chip um, you know, both of those will have all of those new lakes on there, including some of those really big musky lakes that a lot of us fish. So, I mean, that's exciting even from there, you know, allowing us to, even before we get on the water or when we're on the water, to break it down into consumable pieces, right? I mean, we can't take a 40,000 acre lake and expect to explore it all in one day. We have to, you know, start somewhere. and you know, something like a, a lake chart or a lake map allows us to do that much more effectively before we just aimlessly drive around the lake. So how, as a cons consumer, how do we know that we're getting the latest and greatest in the mapping? At, you know, we go to buy a map card. Mm -hmm. What is that new map card? I, I think you touched on it already, but how do we know that that's the most up to date? So hummingbird.com, we have a page called Find a Lake. So whether it's the Minnesota region or any other of the 13 regions that we carry across the U.S. and parts of Canada, um, we've got the listed most vers or recent version of the Lake Master chart and even the lake list. So in its entirety, if you're looking for a specific lake and say, you know, is it on this chip? You can look and say, oh, Long Lake. Yep. In, in this county, it's on this chip and it's in high definition, you know, meaning one foot contours. You know, great. That's that's the chip that's got the lake or lakes that I'm looking to fish. So that's a great resource for anyone looking to, you know, add some premium lake maps, you know, to their their hummingbird unit. And, you know, just make sure that, uh, you know, the lakes that they're looking for are on there. So with that same topic, um, how about other states? And then second of all, can we use other map cards out there that exist um, with Hummingbird? Yeah. Um, so we've got, you know, without listing them all off, I mean, anywhere from Wisconsin to, you know, the Great Lakes, you know, uh, Great Plains and all across the Muskie Range, we've got different regions of Lake Master charts to cover the needs. Um, and you know, with that, sorry, what, what was the second part? Of the the second there, the second part would be, um, you know, there's other uh, map companies out there. Oh yeah, and, and yeah, absolutely. I and you know, that's that's not to be overlooked too. I mean. Navionics is also compatible with Hummingbird. So you kind of have a one-two punch there. So whether you know, you're a Navionics user or a Lake Master user, you have the ability to use either in a Hummingbird unit. And I think that's a very 
unique and, and valid point to call out. Um, you know, you're not limited to just one mapping option. Yeah, it, it's interesting to me. Um, you know, in years past, um, I've used both, you know, Lake Master and Navionics. And the neat thing about Lake Master is that one foot increment. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I'm not even aware if Navionics is doing that at this point, but um, it really truly offers some neat mapping. Um, a second part to this whole deal, and, and Matt can dig into this whole side, mm -hmm. is the unit is actually capable of doing its own mapping, which you can overlay on your maps. And yeah. Yeah, we had some fun as we were trolling around, uh, utilizing a feature that uh, is built into all of our GPS units called AutoChart Live, uh, which allows you to create in real time you know, your own depth contour maps. So as we were out there doing trolling passes back and forth, the unit was taking depth uh, depth information and matching that with GPS locations and plotting depth contours all across the lake map. And we're creating our own one foot contour map in real time right there without, you know, anything extra. So, you know, all of our units have eight hours of built-in mapping time available. And beyond that, if, if you're someone who finds that uh, very valuable to you, say you fish, you know, an area that has unmapped lakes or your favorite lake is unmapped, or you're going to a place where, you know, the lake map data is, you, you want one foot contours and they're just not available because it hasn't been brought to that lake. You can utilize AutoChart Live to map those spot on the spots and really see how that lays out. And the best part is it's all your data and you're not sharing it with anyone who you don't want to. So, you know, you take, you know, uh, an accessory auto chart zero line SD card, and you can map up to 100,000 hours on that SD card too. So if I want, Brad, you know, I go map for 12 hours in, in total on a lake and say, all right, we're fishing out of your boat today on that lake. I can take that SD card out of my boat and go plug it into your hummingbird unit. And we've got my maps on your boat. So, you know, the flexibility and the information that we can utilize with AutoChart Live is really profound. And quite simple. I mean, I, yeah. I, I was surprised at how simple it truly is. Really from your GPS chart menu, it's a total of, I think, three button pushes to start mapping. Right. Yeah. You know, menu scroll down to auto chart live and then flick it on and we're good to go and it's just all doing it right there as we're driving around even if we're just casting around not paying attention to the unit it will continue to map until we tell it to stop so it's a very uh i, I call it almost a mindless feature that brings incredible value to your fishing hands down i would agree well I would say that uh, Matt definitely brought a lot of information to it. So, Brad, we're probably, I don't know, I'm guessing hour and five minutes. Honestly, you know, I, I definitely see us bringing Matt back on at some point. Um, we, we scratched the surface, you know. Um, Matt got in depth, there's no doubt. And um, honestly, I would love to, to have some of our listeners, you know, email us, let us know what they really would like to learn about some of this topic because 
you know, Matt Cook is actually the answer man when it comes down to it. And uh, he's got phenomenal uh, answers. And uh, I'm excited to see what some of our listeners have to say about all this. You know, speaking of that, Brad, I was thinking, I actually wrote it down here. We should probably start a section on here, like question of the day. We have we have an email for Backlash Podcast. You can go uh, to backlashpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, that's our email address. If you have any questions, why don't you why don't you shoot us an email? We'll try to reply to you as quickly as we can via email. But then we can also read some of those questions on the podcast, and we can talk about them a little bit, try to get it a little more in-depth, too. Uh, try to get the listeners engaged with the podcast also. I mean, it's truly their podcast. So those types of, you know, that type of information, those types of questions would be great for them to submit to us. For sure. You know, every podcast that we've done out there too, is we've tried to bring a tip to the public. And, um, you know, honestly, I think uh, Matt has brought about 50 tips, maybe a hundred. I don't know. Um, but do you have a tip maybe that you'd like to share quickly? You know, the the recent topic we were just talking about with mapping, you know, I think a lot of people who today even own Lake Master chips may not be aware of is you can take your Lake Master chip and on your Humminbird unit, go in and highlight a particular depth. So if you're seeing fish in, you know, 12 to 16 feet of water, you can highlight that range and it will highlight in green all the way around the lake you know 12 to 16 feet of water and additionally you can change the level of your contours to adjust for fluctuating water levels and even highlight shallow water areas so if i want to highlight everything five foot or less you know that's that's a selectable setting that can change you know highlight all those potential danger areas in red and really what that does when that starts popping out on your screen, it makes that lake map start to pop and you start to really understand, you know, what all those little black lines on your screen really mean. And you start to watch it take almost a 3D form on your screen there. So it makes it much more readable and, you know, the information and some of those honey holes of those lakes uh, pop out at you much more easily. So. I think that's a, a great point. And, you know, the ease for your own boat control because of that shading, it, it, you know, it just helps you be aware of your own boat control by just simply looking at your map and knowing that, hey, I'm within that range for boat control on approaching those fish. Yeah, absolutely. It's, again, you know, a lot of what we try and do as far as innovation and features is just making the things that have been difficult in the past easier, right? Before we'd have to sit there and watch that, you know, digital depth jump back and forth and like, oh, I better keep it between 20 and 24. Now we have a visual layout of where the boat's going and where we need to keep it. If you keep it in the green, you're good. Yeah, and I think that equals fishability. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, less wasted time of the boat being over water that you're less likely to catch fish on. For sure. Do you happen to, do you happen to know off, not to put you on the spot, Matt, do you happen to know off the top of your head what button pushes you need to do to get to the depth highlights? You would, if you have a Lake Master chart plugged into your Humminbird unit, uh, you would tap menu twice and then scroll over to your Humminbird chart tab in your menu. 
and scroll down and you'll see your depth highlight on there and you'll set that to the depth that you want and your plus or minus range. So if I want it set from 18 to 22, I'll set my depth highlight to 20 and plus or minus two. And then uh, the menu options thereafter would be shallow water highlight. So if you set that to five, everything five foot or less will be in red on your map. And water level offset would be if your water level is varying. So once uh, you get on the water, you'll say, okay, my depth on my boat is reading at 20 foot. And let's say I see since they've mapped, you know, when they mapped the water was four foot higher. I can go in there and subtract four feet in my settings, and that will adjust all my contour levels to exactly what they're reading today. So there's no guesswork. So even if you're fishing a reservoir or it's a high water year, that map can be spot on. That's exactly what I was looking for. Um, so not only is Matt the brand manager for Hummingbird, he obviously knows how to work these units inside and out because pretty much any button push we've asked him to figure out tonight, he's been able to come up with. That's impressive stuff. You know, it, it's been phenomenal sharing the boat with him the last two days. And uh, fortunately, I get one more day with him. And... Uh, I don't know. I wish he could hang out longer, honestly. And I know that uh, if he's willing, I will definitely share the boat with him again. So I, I want to thank him personally for uh, being on here. I think you're just as happy as I am, Jeff. And, and I see uh, in the future, we'll definitely have him back. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would imagine, I can't imagine we're going to stop talking about the topic. So we might as well try <laughs> to give people as much information on it as we can. Hands down. I mean, I, We've, we've said it time and time again in this podcast, and, you know, you go from a GPS unit in your boat, um, well, let's start completely back, sonar in your boat, GPS in your boat, map carding in your boat, and today, in my, in my realm, I would say, side imaging is by far the best tool that you can do to improve your fishing, and by far in my mind hummingbird owns it yeah i i think most people would agree with that um i i guess the one thing we should let everybody know is it's going to take you a little bit of time to figure these units out i mean you're gonna have to put the rods down probably or do a little bit of trolling and, and just really learn about what you're seeing on the screen and figure it all out that way i mean as with any tool that you have it's going to take some time for you to put it all together and 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 really learn and really dive into it I mean, Brad, you've told me you've been playing around with this thing for two years and you're still learning stuff today about the unit. Um, so I just want, you know, guys to know that it's going to take a little bit of time and a little bit of effort on their part to actually, you know, see see what they see on the sonar and put it all together. Hey, you know, honestly, I mean, you're <laughs> if you can't admit that you're learning something every day, I don't care if it's about side imaging, if it's down imaging, what, whatever it might be. Every day in the boat, you should be learning something, you know, and, and it's important because that's growth and, and it's human nature, really. I mean, uh, if we're not learning, what are we doing? We're stagnant. And uh, it's all about learning. It's about gaining knowledge to putting more fish in your boat. And that's truly what it's about. Yeah, absolutely. You couldn't put it any better, Brad. That's pretty much been the mission statement of our podcast since we started was to try to bring more knowledge to you know, to help guys catch more fish. 
giving them general knowledge about the industry. It's fun. It's neat. It makes for good conversation. But every we'd like we'd like somebody to take something away from every podcast where they can actually go out, apply it to their fishing, and hopefully boat an additional fish. Hands down. I mean, we all want more fish in the boat, right? And uh, it doesn't mean you got to take them home. It means we can release them, you know, and I, I think uh, it's all about catching and it's all about having fun. And uh, those two go hand in hand. I couldn't agree more. So uh, speaking about the podcast, one thing we fail to mention on every other podcast, and I always tell Brad we need to bring it up, is our content schedule is like this. We're going to put out new episodes every single Wednesday. And then when Brad and I have time to either record or edit additional episodes, we would probably put those out on either a Monday or a Friday. So in some weeks, you'd get two new episodes. Other weeks, you're just going to get the one on the Wednesday. Lately, um, we've been we've been kind of all over the place a little bit as far as releasing them. We are only like two weeks in, and I think this is probably right around episode number 12-ish, somewhere in there. Um, so just moving forward for people to know, look for a new episode every single Wednesday and then uh, occasionally you'll get a notification from your podcast app, wherever you're getting it from, whether it be iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, TuneIn Radio, that you'll, you'll get episodes on Mondays or Fridays also. Very good. I, I think you hit it all. So, Matt, um, before we take off, why don't you go over again your, your details, find out where people can get in touch with Hummingbird, um before brad and i sign off for the evening yeah first off just like to say you know thanks for having me really enjoyed talking about this stuff i mean you know love musky fishing and just fishing in general and you know the chance to share that and talk with you know some knowledgeable guys and a chance to share it with everyone is i think you know one of the things that we all love about the the industry um so you know, if there's if there's any anyone looking for more information, that can all be found at you know hummingbird.com. That's H-U-M-M-I-N-B-I-R-D.com. And you know, that that'll range everything from you know individual products, you know, from the, the Helix Mega Imaging Plus or Solix Mega Imaging Plus models that we talked about down to you know, links to how-to videos, you know, we can also be found on our YouTube page where we have a lot of instructional content uh, that'll help you, you know, with some of the side imaging stuff that we talked about in any other topics that you have questions on. So those are, there's a bunch of great resources out there uh, for you to utilize and definitely feel free to explore because we definitely want to make sure that you're getting the most out of, you know, the products that we brought to the table. Well, one thing that I can add is that uh, sharing the boat with uh, Matt the last two days is that he's truly, truly passionate. And the neat thing about that is, is seeing somebody from a company like Hummingbird um, who is truly passionate gives you a lot of credibility. And um, I've truly enjoyed the time with him. And uh, again, tonight in this podcast, um, you can reach Carrie and Brad Hoppy at muskymamtackle.com as well as our Instagram and Facebook and love to chat with you. Please reach out to, uh, to backlash. We'd love to hear from all of the listeners and um, I'll sign off to Jeff. 
Yeah, thanks again, Matt, for coming out. We really appreciate it. As you can tell, Matt's not only, um, you know, he works with the products, but you can tell he's passionate about the products, knows the ins and outs of the products. So it's good to talk to, a, you know, a guy that's knowledgeable about the product that he's selling. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, again, I'm Jeff. I own a company called Team Rhino Outdoors. We're an online retailer that sells most of the major musky manufacturers. Uh, you can find us at teamrhinooutdoors.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have a YouTube channel, Team Rhino Outdoors on YouTube. Uh, for Backlash Podcast, again, you can find uh, that at backlashpodcast at gmail.com. That's our email. So if you want to email any questions to us that we can go over on the air. Um, otherwise, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, obviously, you, if you're listening to this podcast, you found us once, but you can find us again on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Podbean.com. I think that pretty much covers them all. So once again, we want to thank you all for listening. We want to thank Matt for being here. Thanks again for being here, Brad. And we will see you all next week. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Appreciate it.